0: Hey guys, I'm so happy that the new, uh, the old camera is working tonight, let me not speak too soon, but I have to, I have to celebrate the little things sometimes. I have a great show, I have a great show for you guys tonight, we're going to do a little bit of a grab bag as we usually do on this January 9th, 2023. We're almost two full weeks into the new year and I have not screwed up the year yet. And then once I'm into February, I'm usually in the clear as it is. But um, we have a good show tonight. We're going to do a little bit of grab bag. There's some things going on out there. that's pretty interesting from over the weekend and breaking today. But in the opening, I want to read a very short article about once again, the the quest to create or to replicate human consciousness for a robot. So I want to talk about that a little bit to set the stage for Robert Phoenix to come on uh, for maybe just like the the first half of of the show up until eight o'clock. Because I want to ask him about that since we've talked about Endgame and we've talked about the, uh, you know, the managed decline of the human race. Declining toward what? What's going to replace us? What, what, what's going on right now? And then um, I want to really ask him, what I really want to ask him spend a little more time on is the whole concept of a 13-month year. Getting rid of the 12-month Gregorian calendar. What was it like before? I mean, there's so many changes that have happened. Adding months. Um, and now I think it was Poopy that brought this up on Friday night. So I did a little poking around into it. Said, so, you know what? This will be good, at least for an, an open opinion show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get his opinions on it. Talk about the evolution of the calendar and what he thinks would be the benefits and drawbacks of a 13-month, 28-day per month calendar. Aside from you, your birthday being you, you having to relearn everything about your life. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's like when, every time you open up your computer and ask you if you if you. If you want to install Windows 11, you're like, no, no, I'm staying with Windows 10 until it's 2085, okay? I'll be 100 years old in 2085, and I'll still be using Windows 10. Stop asking me, you assholes. So, um... I want to talk about that and in the second half I'm going to actually read a little bit more into the details the literature that has been put out there by this group that is advocating for a 2028 switch to a 13 month calendar and I think that would be a, the perfect time to open up the lines and hear from people. read a little bit about the feedback that has come in from the from the uh, from socials that I I had asked around this afternoon but I know that the calls will be good. And we'll read through it we'll have a good time so that's what we have tonight it's 6 59 p.m thank you thank you to SecretNatureCBD.com. i enjoyed secret nature cbd this weekend as i did a little bit of work around the yard and uh in the basement broke boxes it was a good good time and it really chilled me out helped me enjoy the little things in life and life is all little things an accumulation of little things So go to secretnaturecbd.com, add them to your medicine cabinet at home, and uh, what are we going to say? I love them. So opening up the new year with our sponsors and see how long they stick with me. All right, so let's jump on into the grab bag, shall we? Oh, before I do that. So I wasn't going to have a a guest on tonight, but I knew Robert Phoenix would be great for for this evening tomorrow I might do a short segment with um, Timothy Gordon Just to talk about the NSA deep state deep church situation that has been completely unearthed and some really interesting global geopolitics um, themes that are that are out in the I'm not sure yet if that's gonna be happening tomorrow because it's gonna be a short show with band practice and uh, I'm going to be doing that stream on Wednesday night for Book Club with Tim as it is. I'll figure that out sometime over the next few hours. But on Wednesday, Dr. Chloe Carmichael will be on to talk about anxiety and phobias, immersion therapy, stuff like that. Can't wait to ask her a few questions. Timothy Albarino, we'll be on with him on Thursday night. I can't wait to do that one. I already have a couple of side stories I want to bring up with him to really... Fluff things up. Leo Zagami on Friday. It's going to be a good week. I don't know what I'm doing the Saturday night sh- Saturday night show this month yet. But this week is going to be great. Next week, it's going to end pretty strong from what I can see. Beginning of the week, we're going to have a nice amount of time to just to stretch out, which is great. Because i got a lot of stuff I want to do with you guys and gals. And I need some time, to be honest. To be perfectly frank. So... This week, C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce, chapters 1 through 5, Wednesday night, after the the show concludes around 8.30, a little bit earlier that night, but we're doing it on Wednesdays, this go around to see how that works. I kind of wanted Fridays to just end, you know, when we did Windswept House, it was around 8.45 on a Friday, I was leaving the studio around 10pm, I just kind of want Fridays to be over and done with, so... We're trying it on a Wednesday, and if Wednesday nights are too cumbersome, then we'll try it on an afternoon somewhere. I don't I don't care. As long as we're doing it, as long as we're reading and having a good time, that's all that matters. All right, first one up. Oh, everything's wrong on this, on this screen. Get you out of the way. Bring me back. There you have it. Headline, Stoners slap Housing Works dispensary with bad reviews. Looks like the high is already wearing off. Housing Works Cannabis Company has received a not-so-dank average of 3.2 out of 5-star rating from 33 Google reviews a week after hundreds lined up to attend the mega-hype opening of the Weeds Trailblazer. Some who spoke to the Post roasted the joint for selling herb that smelled like hay and was so rock hard it had to be moistened for half a day before smoking. Many potheads burned the state's first legal recreational uh, dispensary with one-star ratings fuming about inflated prices along with hazy policies on opening hours. What did you think was going to happen? What the hell did you think was going to happen? I understand this is a quote. This is all for charity, but you don't need to rob us in the process, another wrote. Referring to the fact that proceeds from the dispensary sales go to store parent nonprofit company, which helps people with HIV AIDS and ironically provides substance abuse services. So this is all in New York, which I don't know why anybody thought that they were going to have some sort of a uh, cost effective experience in a New York City dispensary. I don't know, why would you think that? I mean, first of all, dispensaries are mainly going to be for rich boomers who want to do something naughty. You want to go to the new dispensary and look around? It, it, they just want to do something naughty. Or if you want to get something special for a friend that you know smokes or likes edibles, you want to go get something like that's gourmet. It'll be like a a birthday thing, a special occasion, whatever. But everyone else, everyone else is going to keep their guy everyone else is going to keep their guy and you should always support your local weed guy never never these big these big dispensaries ever ever and and not because the people at the dispensaries i mean obviously this is controlled by a larger parent company but not that there couldn't be mom and pop dispensaries that have a really good you know uh, you know they, they love the the craft you know there's people out there who love craft beer they love everything that goes into brewing a, uh, a a vat of their own beer or something else, so I, and they're, and they're doing their thing. I'm not really into it all, but I know people who just love it. They love the chemi- chemistry as- uh, aspect of it. I ha- I know I have friends who love the farming aspect of it, the genetics aspect of it, and of course the experience and and the the, the many applications aside from recreational. There's obviously. Many medicinal applications. There's industrial applications when you get into hemp. I mean, hemp can revolutionize the world. Hempcrete, the uh, paper, cars, everything. Um, and and you want to talk about renewable resource? A crop of that they, it comes in rapid compared to a you know uh, an acre of trees. So there's a lot that goes into this. I, I don't ever. I wouldn't across the board question. A person or a couple or a, a group's reasoning for opening up a dispensary. But depending on where you're doing it, in a state like New York, you're going to get raked over the coals with taxes and regulation. It, it's just going to be more cost effective for people to keep their weed guy. You know? So. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And plus, you can, I think, that it, within the next year or so, If it's not already legal you can grow three three plants per per household now in New York I think you can grow here too so there you have it all right several customers yeah well all right well we we get it we get it they paid a lot of money for shitty weed here's another one a headline from Baltimore from DC same difference Thou shalt not kill posters coming to D.C. Can they help curb gun violence? This ridiculous headline comes from WTOP.com. Amid recent gun violence that police chief has called completely unacceptable. That's just unacceptable, the gun violence. These guns are acting a fool. Local community leaders are hoping an age-old commandment Printed on red and white cardboard sign will help stem the bloodshed. The poster is going to simply say, thou shalt not kill, said Philip Pannell, executive director of the Anacostia Coordinating Council, a non-profit organization based in Ward 8 in D.C. This is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. You think this will do the trick? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to do the trick. That's all they needed to see. Thou shalt not kill. After being raised to, uh, raised to, to reject God, or the very existence of God, let alone his message. So uh, don't worry, everybody over there in the 8th Ward in D.C. Help is on the way. It's coming in the form of a little red sign with white lettering. So just hold tight. It's just going to take as long as it takes to staple these up on some telephone poles, and all will be right with the world. Here's one for you, trendingpoliticsnews.com. Virginia Tech soccer player who refused to kneel for the national anthem gets a huge payday. According to attorney, Her attorney, Cameron Norris, former Virginia Tech soccer player Kirsten Henning, just got a huge payday relating uh, relating to her lawsuit against her former coach. Back in 2021, Henning filed a lawsuit against her coach, Charles Chugger Adair, on First Amendment grounds after he benched her for refusing to kneel for the Black Lives Matter movement. This is from Fox News. Um, Henning, who was midfielder defender for the Hokies from 2018 to 2020, sued Adair in his personal and official capacity as coach, alleging he punished her for political views which often differed from her teammates during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020. Uh, Henning claimed she was removed for, from her starting position and pressured to leave the team after her, she declined to kneel during a reading of the unity statement before a game against UVA in September 12th of 2020. She said, Adair quote, verbally attacked her end quote sounds, I, I 100% believe her at halftime claiming she was bitching and moaning while putting his finger in her face. Henning explained in the lawsuit that while she supports social justice and believes that black lives do in fact matter good she genuflected saved her ass at least a little bit she does not support BLM the organization very good that's very nice very good citing its tactics and core tenants of its mission statement, including defunding the police. Adair continued to berate Henning until he benched her and ultimately made things so intolerable that she felt she had no choice but to quit the team, according to the the suit. Henning's fight for her against her former coach just paid off in a big way, considering she agreed to settle for $100,000. Court records do not contain any information about the settlement, but Norris noted that the agreement must be approved by the university and state officials before it can be finalized. On January 4th, Adair, the coach, released a questionable statement saying, I'm pleased the case against me has been closed and I am free to move forward clear of any wrongdoing. Uh, that's very interesting, having to, clear, having to pay $100,000 after being cleared of any wrongdoing. He says it's unfortunate, but this ordeal is about a disappointment and disagreement about playing time. Today we have clarity that this case lacked any standing. Again, six figures, six figures lack, lacked any stand. They're no, they're nuts. Coach Chugger, he's definitely a, he's definitely a. He, I'm I'm thinking about you, children. I'm thinking about you, children. Because I can tell you a few things about Coach Chugger and the things that he chugs. I can tell you a few things, but I'll have to wait a couple of years before you can get in on the joke. It's not a joke, chugger. So um, there you have it there. Be, and, and oh, and there you go. Adam Mortara, who is the lawyer, who is the lawyer for the the uh, for Kirsten uh, re- responded to the lawyer's ridiculous statement said if by clarity you are you mean you're paying my client six figures in a settlement then you're right that's pretty clear honestly coach read the court's opinion you're paying you are paying defendants don't pay in cases that have no standing there you go there you go good for her good for her you know, just good for her. Tremendous. And you know what I, else I like the most? She deserves a nice payday from these vicious, self-loathing ass wipes. No doubt. But I'm just happy that the greatest reward for this, this, this woman, uh, Kirsten, the greatest reward for her is that she's she's going to have a good life. She's going to have a good life. I mean, if, if she has anything to say about it, life, life takes you, and, you know, you have to deal with a lot of things in life. But she's got a good head on her shoulders. She has unwavering principles, obviously. She stood up like that for her country and for reason. And she, no, no doubt that is a reflection on how she probably has loyalty with her family and her friends. So this tells me she's reliable and probably a pretty good friend and I, I wish her a good life. And $100,000, she's at least gonna be able to wipe away some of the debt over there in Virginia, in the university. Probably all that is going to paying off her college debt. Maybe, maybe she probably has some leftover. She'll probably have leftover. Good for her. Uh yeah, Brazil. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Brazil in the Washington Post and MSM, and Rain Wilson who played Dwight Schrute in The Office. They all, they all believe that Donald Trump had something to do with it and the right wing and blah 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 and get Bolsonaro in Florida, even though it just. Come to the war cry party how social media helped drive mayhem in Brazil. There's a lot of different things that are similar to the January 6 nonsense and this and regardless if, if this is a little bit more of a true telling, a truly organic uprising and demonstration down there in Brazil, you can best believe that the response, The government crackdown response is going to be very similar. In the weeks leading up to Sunday's violent attacks on Brazil's Congress and other government buildings, the country's social media channels surged with calls to attack gas stations, refineries, and other infrastructure, as well as for people to come to a war cry party in the capital, according to Brazilian social media researchers. Oh yeah, they had their own uh, Q Shaman down there. He was uh, wearing green and, and yellow from the Brazilian colors instead of the red, white and blue, but he had the, uh, the, the Viking horned hat on and all that stuff. It was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Online influencers. so now they're going to go on online influencers. There's going to be a major censorship crackdown in Brazil, no doubt about it. And we'll see where this goes in the coming days. I then I heard Bolsonaro had uh, had bad diarrhea or something like that in, in Florida he's probably eating the fried conch. Either that or fast food. Gotta watch out in the United States. And one last thing before we go to break. CNN reports classified documents from Biden's time as VP discovered in private office. What does that mean, huh? Several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time as vice president were discovered last fall in a private office. Biden's attorneys acknowledged on Monday. Attorney General Merrick Garland has asked a U.S. attorney in Chicago to investigate the matter. A source familiar with the matter tells CNN, and congressional Republicans are also taking notice. Biden's lawyers say they found the government materials in November while closing out a Washington, D.C. based office. The pen the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement that Biden used as part of his relationship with the University of Pennsylvania, where he was an honorary professor from 2017 to 2019. I, I imagine being in those, uh, those classes. Fewer than a dozen classified documents were found at Biden's office, another source told CNN. It is unclear that the, Bi- the documents pertain to or why they were taken to the Biden's private office. Federal office holders are required by law to relinquish official documents and classified records when their government service ends. So what does that mean? Every time something like this happens, we wonder, okay, well, is this just another little minor bump in the road that they're going to have to just drive on past and drum something else up to make us forget about this? And Jim Jordan will head, head up some kind of subcommittee and scream for two years and nothing else happens? Or is this finally the door cracking open to remove this useless piece of crap. Joe Biden. Is this the impetus to remove the useless piece of crap that they have ridden into the barn? And it just might be, no, maybe not. Maybe, who knows? We're we're all waiting around for some kind of a shoe to drop. This is like watching a cell phone, walking around pretending to be president on 1% battery life, you're like, oh my gosh. How much more work can it get done before it goes dead? He's got like 1% battery life for the last 8 to 9 months. Before that, he was at 3 to 4 max. But you know how that one, that last 1% will keep the... keep. The, it's just... I just... I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know when it's coming. But it's coming. At some point. So, All right. Other than that, it was C-SPAN all weekend. Friday night, I never thought the C-SPAN would be must-see TV on a Friday night for at least a few hours. There was almost a fist fight, which I wish would happen more often. Boy, would I love to see these pencil necks in Congress become so frustrated with any kind of old business being interrupted that they, they actually start fist fighting. I wish they still had canes and all that stuff and beating each other senseless. That would be wonderful. Anyway, we're going to start this one off. Don't go anywhere. Share the show far and wide. And no matter where you're watching, whether it be on DLive or Theta, Foxhole on TV, Twitch, Rumble, YouTube, Rockfin. If you're on Rumble and if you're on YouTube, hit the like button. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. And everybody keep reminding each other. Keep reminding each other. 90% whatever whoever is watching the show there's a thousand people watching there should be at least 800 likes it is a fraction of a second it's a click it's a thumb press help us grow the show in 2023 thank you so much we will be right back
2: space love grows under
0: my umbrella. so we've been watching a lot of uh, we've been watching a lot of Ed Sullivan on the weekends in the in the, 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 the before Aurora goes to bed like on Sunday night we still watch the hall ho- oh we had some we had some really good hallmark movie destruction last night some really good Oh man, it, it it finished very strong. Every Sunday night, there's at least two there's two instances in which I think that I'm going to have a heart attack and die right there in the living room uh, with with my parents and Lauren and Anthony and uh, making fun of these these movies because we get into these grooves where they're so funny that I can't breathe. And I the the last three the last three um, weekends. I, there's at least two instances a night that I go, okay, this is it. This is it. My aorta is about to explode, and that's the end. But at least I died laughing. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we've been watching the Ed Sullivan show a lot in the lead up because we can't watch a movie around Aurora. She wants everybody to get up and dance and bounce and all that stuff. So we need something just kind of easygoing, variety show kind of thing. And that's been fun. That's been fun. I've been watching more Ed Sullivan than I ever have in my life. And you know he's from my hometown, right? Ed Sullivan's from over here in Westchester. So, there you go, ladies and gents. What are we going to do tonight though? We're not going to we're going to talk about the endless quest for trying to recreate and mimic human consciousness for robots. I want to read this short short piece because then we're going to bring uh, Robert Phoenix on for another appearance. First appearance in the new year. And uh, away we go. Futurism.com. Scientists say they are now actively trying to build conscious robots. 2022 was a banner year for artificial intelligence and particularly talking into, taking into account the launch of OpenAI's incredibly impressive chat GPT. We have to do a little bit more on that soon. The industry is showing no signs of stopping. But for some industry leaders, chatbots and image generators are far from final robotic frontier. Next up, consciousness. This topic was taboo. Hod Lipson, the mechanical engineer in charge of the Creative Machines Lab at Columbia University, told the New York Times, quote, We were almost forbidden from talking about it. Don't talk about the C word. You can get tenure or you won't get tenure. You can get tenure if you don't talk about it. So in the beginning, I had to disguise it like that was something else, end quote. Consciousness, that's the C word, is one of the longest standing, most divisive questions in the field of artificial intelligence. And while to some, it's science fiction, and indeed has been a plot of countless sci-fi books, comics, and films. To others, the Lipson, uh, like Lipson, it is a goal. One that would undoubtedly change human life as we know it for good. Well, yeah, because then human life would not be unique. It, they'll, they'll, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Human life, human consciousness is created by God. It'll. There's how can you take something? How can you take something to be a conduit for the creative powers of God? Something as we were talking about with you remember we were doing Thomas Aquinas and we were talking about potential, potentiality and actuality, and that for all things that are potential and become actual, there needs to be something that is a constant actual. And we were talking about all the, the pretty much the constant that is the source. Well, AI is a potentiality. It, it's it's another one of those products of a long daisy chain of potential things coming from the actual source the the always the always. So how could you somewhere down the line after here comes human beings, here comes all their toys, here comes the computers and all that and then all of a sudden a computer becomes God how does I, 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 how does that work? Then again how do you describe and and de- and, and define consciousness? what is it? Uh, I mean, there's so much there, so much there to unpack, but onward they march. This is not just another research question that we're working on. This is the question, the question, the researcher continued. This is bigger than curing cancer. If we can create a machine that will have consciousness on par with a human, this will eclipse everything we've done. That machine itself can cure cancer. Of course, the biggest the biggest issue in the industry runs into, let's see here, runs into with the question of the consciousness you know, other than the technological challenge that it would undoubtedly be, is the fact that, well, concept itself doesn't really have a firm definition in the field or beyond it. Philosophically, consciousness is vague and debatable. Great. I'm glad at least they got to this. And scientifically, as New York Times notes, efforts to uh, tidally nail consciousness down to specific brain functions or otherwise signifiers tends to fall flat. There is also a number of deeply ethical questions that arise with just the concept of machine consciousness, particularly related to machine labor. For his part, Lipson has his own definition of consciousness that being in the capacity to imagine yourself in the future... As explained by the New York Times, that's the capacity to imagine yourself in the future. I mean, I don't know. Uh, how does a machine imagine? A machine can learn. It could. Uh, it, it can it, it can adopt new functionality and cycles and maybe it believes it's imagining. It could project. It could calculate probability. But as far as self-creation, about self, self-actualization, I don't it, As explained by the New York Times, thus the engineer has focused a great deal of his career on working to build adaptable machines, generalized intelligence that can learn to evolve by machine learned natural selection, responding in kind to changing environments and errors or injury within the mechanical body. In other words, a machine with the ability to not only learn more and correct responsively, as a machine do now, but a machine with the ability to imagine how it might be better and evolving to suit that vision. It is a slight distinction, but an important one. Yes, yes, I can see that. If a machine can analyze its current makeup and find some kind of an optimal way of functioning to change out a power coupler somewhere or to, to, to want to up like, you know, uh, the Iron Man, when Iron Man goes and, and up upgrades that little power cell in his chest, you know, you can, you can cut corners for a while, but then you realize how you can do something better. Does that make you conscious? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so it's impressive it's impressive the only thing I've ever built was a, a, a you know some erector sets Legos I mean this is so far beyond my comprehension I'm not demeaning how impressive it is uh, again there is ethical questions all over the place scary shit especially since humanity on a cultural level is on such a steady decline this is what I have always the, the the way that I have always described dystopian novels, dystopian futures like Blade Runner, which I took a little bit of Blade Runner um, imagery for tonight's tonight's uh, default picture and, and all that other stuff. Replicants, we're talking replicants tonight, so it's a little bit of Blade Runner. But whenever you go into a future, futuristic sci-fi dystopian future, what usually is it? It's usually a combination of high technology and just low culture. High technology, low bug-like humanity, and th- that's that's the way that's the way that we're trending right now, which is kind of scary because you don't know uh, which predominates at this point. Anyway, to that end, it's always worth asking whether those machines actually possess qualities that researchers like Limpton. Imagine they will they one day will or whatever scientists as a result of their very human urges are projecting humanity. Are they projecting humanity or nature or consciousness or whatever you want to call it onto very much not conscious machines reflecting back what they hope to see rather than what is. There's hubris of wanting to create life Lipson told the New York Times. It is the ultimate challenge like going to the moon. Well, if they weren't all atheists, then they wouldn't have to be worried about needing to create life and they can just be a part of the creation of life and explore in a little bit more of a uh, respectful way instead of being so reckless and full of hubris, you know, but um, I want to bring on our, our guest for the evening. Uh, Let me see here. Where is uh, Robert Phoenix? Should have had him on over here, but he hasn't popped up yet. So we keep going. What we do have is a little bit of a glimpse into the 13 month year now. Now I don't know if this is just another example of treading into territory where you should just leave it alone, but then again, our calendar has a long history, an ancient history of being messed with and we've just been on this kick for a, a really long period of time so i i mean it it's it's a little bit outlandish a thought but relative to human history it's not that crazy a thing here's what i what poopy sent me it's from 13 months 28 days.info a new serious cycle 35 um I want to get into it just a second, but I also want to make sure that I get in touch with uh, Robert Phoenix and make sure that he did not, that we didn't screw up a, some sort of a, uh, a time zone or something like that. So let me take a really quick break and I'm going to get in touch with him real quick and we'll be back in, in a flash. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. We'll be right back.
1: A very frustrated Kevin McCarthy acting like he's some kind of alpha male walking up to Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert. As if this is going to intimidate them, Matt Gates is like, man, look, I know you're a soy boy, all right? I know you're a part of the swamp. Kevin McCarthy's like, you know, I know you know that I have no interest in helping the American people. I have every interest in helping Ukraine and filling my pockets up. You got that, Gates?" Matt Gates is like, thanks for clearing that up, you fucking Manchurian candidate. Now get the hell out of here. And of course, out of the blue, it's Mike Rogers. He's looking a little pissed. Looking to back up McCarthy, oh my god, it appears they're gonna drag him out by his face. And Kevin McCarthy has no idea Rogers comes in like he's Tony Soprano, but that's a tough thing to do when you're wearing a toupee like that. My God, it looks like Chris Farley's playing a character in SNL, pulls a Will Smith, and he's like, you keep my boyfriend McCarthy's stand out your mouth. McCarthy's like, what the hell is going on? And for the first time ever, Mike Rogers becomes the first politician to be featured on the Ludacris Cam.
3: Yeah.
4: TV. Yep, you're cool. So, if I love QFTV. TV. Yep, yep, you're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say, what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QF TV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Oh, Wait
2: a minute, oh, Ted Durgan, her producer! Hey, I
5: had nothing to do with this. Uh-oh. I had are nothing Are you sure? I had nothing oh, to do with this.
2: This is crazy. Men, Men in, in black. black. Where did you get this? Where did you get this? I said I
1: ran into you? Will Smith over the weekend. Why didn't you tell us?
2: Yeah, when, when did you run into... Where did you run into Will Smith? When did you run into... Over the see? weekend, you stupid bitch. <laughs> listen...
1: Uh, Jack on the cell phone. Jack, what's going on today? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. Okay, I heard that from Jack on Saturday.
0: Well, it's still just you and me, so I'm going to start jumping into this because uh, there's plenty I can do with the audience on this topic alone. I have my reservations about the whole thing, of course, and I know that some of you are going to be on multiple sides of the fence. How many sides can there be? Well, three. You could be sitting right on it, or you can be on the no, or you can be on the, yeah, let's just jump into it. Why the fuck not? What am I talking about? I'm talking about, of course... Thirteen months out of the year What do we do with that? Well, here we go screen capture Now this is where I started getting a little bit crazy Just off the bat it opens up with some very Well, you'll hear ready. Here's a quote This is from 13 moons in motion Jose and Lloydine Arguleius, I don't know their names. All indigenous peoples of the earth know and respect the wisdom and power of the turtle. Within turtle's shell there's the knowledge of time and the wisdom of 13 moons. Turtle's wisdom is the power of cosmic knowledge 13 scales make up the back of the turtle's shell. It takes 13 moons for Earth to go around the sun just once. Among the indigenous peoples of North America, Earth is known as Turtle Island. To remember that Earth is Turtle Island is to remember the way of the Earth is guided by the cosmic power of 13 moons. In the original time, turtle's wisdom was known by every child of the earth. Every child knew that 13 moons is the path to walk. It's the path of life that needs no explaining. After the original time came the seeds and the planting, then came the sword and the forgetting. During the last 400 years, the indigenous peoples of the planet retreated deeper into the forest, the wilderness, the jungle, wherever they went, they were followed by the machine and a 12 month calendar of colonialism. Deprived of their own time, the indigenous peoples were forced into false time of the machine. So right off the bat, I am saying to myself, oh, God, it sounds real new age to me and social justice bullshit to me off the bat. I know it's just the first, I know, I I wish that they can just get technical with it and present themselves, but now we have to go into the indigenous, as Matt would say. And um, anyway, then there's this, and I'm hoping at some point Robert Phoenix jumps on, because this would be a very timely place to have him with us. The Untried Solution. Since the end of World War II, everything has been tried to bring peace on Earth and to restore the environment. But are we any closer to world peace, they ask. Has the environment been restored? Why not? Maybe one fundamental solution has not been tried, changing the calendar. Yes, to change the calendar is to effect a profound and fundamental change in human consciousness, only a change in consciousness will bring about the creative solutions our world so sorely needs today. By changing the calendar we use every day, we will change our everyday consciousness and establish a new time on earth. Have you ever considered the effects of the current 12-month calendar on our beliefs, customs, choices, behaviors, actual relationship with time? Could humanity benefit by simply attuning the natural standard of 13 months, 13 moons, and 28 days each now there are seven key facts that we're going to go through here because i want the audience to know all of them before we start taking these calls but off the bat i'm having a little bit of an issue two problems i have with it other than that i am always all ears for the argument and we're going to get down into the nitty-gritty here the technical side of things what would it, what it would mean for life on Earth? What would it mean for ease and symmetry and anything else? What what would it mean for our birthdays? Number one, it sounds very new age, the way it's being packaged, at least by these people. Number two, we just read on Friday night the French revolutionaries attempt to go and harness time and to try to de Christianize it and to 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 be able to. To, to pull people away from what they always knew to go into something that is theirs to control or whatever. Now, obviously this seems a little bit more natural based on natural celestial cycles than it would be just the, you know, the, 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 the galaxy brains of any one society saying, I think I have a better idea that we would, we would be uh, better off following, even though the rest of the world is doing something else, which was what they did in, in, uh, late, 18th century France. But the other thing here that I see is if you're going to tell me what the actual mechanics of the earth are all about and and how that's going to maybe that's going to help us turn the corner as a species, then that'd be great and maybe they they, they try to do that somewhere else, but I couldn't find anything that was too satisfying because this tells me what I just read to you, Is that in a global sense, war, societal discord, anxiety, is all due to calendar, our calendar lacking a certain metric of symmetry. That if we go to a standard 28 days, suddenly what, the the technocrats are going to stop fucking with the weather? The intelligence agencies are going to give up the, the, the worldwide drug trade and proxy wars will end? Uh, the, the schools will stop gender confusing children and pushing the message to little girls that they don't have to, They, they, they can they, they, that motherhood is a burden instead of the reason why we're all here and the most incredible superpower anybody possesses on the planet. I mean, I, I have a hard time buying this as a solution because it largely ignores our problems or misdiagnoses the problem. Misdiagnoses the problem in a very vague way I I, I just I, I so I was hoping to get a little bit more of uh, an understanding on that and maybe we can get that from directly from the audience so it's since it seems we're gonna be flying solo here but um, but yeah what are the benefits and what are the drawbacks that's what I want to know let's jump into it number one here's all the the seven practical practicality reasons that they have provided us here. And thanks again, Poopy, for sending us this in Sending this in because I knew it would be a good topic for a show. Number one, the calendar is the operational system of civilization. Number two, our current calendar is, a, is not a practical tool to measure the most basic cycles of time. The calendar is the most fundamental organizing principle of an advanced society. The current calendar has a very detrimental effect on our mental and physical health. Number five, we are at an evolutionary crossroads on Earth. Number six, the calendar reform is not a new crazy idea. Number seven, calendar reform is a revolutionary peace initiative. Revolutionary, huh? Well, let's get into it. A whole system universal approach. Let me move this on over. There you go. Mathematics is the language of nature. At a fundamental level, everything in creation is governed by the same fractal geometrical structures. Uh, Cosmometry is the study of those fundamental patterns, structures, processes, and principles that are at the fundamental, the foundation of reality and the application of this knowledge in the design of human social technological systems. This new field of study is helping us to reach a unified understanding of cosmic coherence, to new levels of integration and wholeness. Oh, man, it sounds like a oh, bunch pants, of... No offense, but it sounds like some fucking commie gobbledygook. I'm sorry. So far, it's not selling me. Just tell me what the hell's going on. Tell me what's going on. So let's jump just a little bit more. Using this calendar, you are consciously participating in a whole system transformation beginning with yourself. The impact may at first be subtle, but have no doubt you are beginning to reconnect your conscious mind with natural cycles, creative patterns, and dynamic processes inherent in nature. That, if you can expand on that, I can can see a little bit where we're going there. A little bit where we're going there and um, But everything else drags drags the argument down The most basic application of this new vision of cause of the cosmos can be seen through its most Elegant and efficient structure the vector equilibrium and the 12 plus 1 model the vector equilibrium is the most primary Geometric energy array in the cosmos all with all of its 12 points being equidistant to the center. You can see that's the um, that's the vector equilibrium on the left there, the 12 plus 1. There you have it. As Key Fact 1 states, the calendar is the op- operational system of civilization. Unfortunately, the system design of the Gregorian calendar, in use as the civil standard for over 400 years, is flawed, disconnected from nature, and fails to support meeting the basic needs for overall well-being of planet earth and most of its inhabitants every day we witness the increasing entropy and unintended consequences resulting from this incoherent system can you tell us about the incoherence let's see here the 1328 calendar is presented to humanity at this time so that we might adopt a new harmonic calendar standard Uh, Which also serves as the base of a whole system universal approach to reflecting nature in our global systems design So that humanity and society Become more coherent Intentional and conscious in order to adequate adequately meet needs and address all the sectors of human including infrastructure communications economics resources governance arts culture justice health wellness science technology how again how how because we've been working off the Gregorian calendar for hundreds of years now and we have had incredible booms in technology incredible booms in communication technology in economy in shipping in travel in everything where humanity is usually taken off track by some kind of gigantic satanic plot and all of their 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 uh, their loyal banking friends that are causing world wars and everything and trying to, to do away with old old systems and monarchies and traditional governments around the world and destroying and re- redrawing maps of the world to, to their liking. Uh, that's usually what, what uh, pulls us off course. You're telling me that was all the calendar? That was all the calendar's fault? I, 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 I don't know how to, how to reconcile that. Here's a little bit of the, the 12 to 1 operational system for human beings. The numbers 13 and 28 are embedded in our biology. The human skeletal system providing the structural form for body to move is comprised of 13 major joints, 2 ankles, 2 knees, 2 hips, 2 wrists, 2 elbows, 2 shoulders. That's 12 plus 1 neck equals 13. Similarly, the phalanges or finger bones are 14 in number, three for each finger, two for the thumb, 14 phalanges times two hands is 28. The human female productive system is governed by a menstrual cycle that is an average of 28 days. The cycle has been disrupted at a mass scale by the irregularity of the Gregorian calendar. The 13-month calendar reharmonizes human biorhythms with the cycle of nature, particularly the menstrual cycle by reattuning ourselves. Does that mean that every woman on Earth is going to have the period at the same time? Because that would be hell. Is that what they're trying to do? Is that, is that what they're trying to do? Is this what this is all about? Is this what this is all about? Because I'm not, I'm not down with that at all. What are they trying to do to us? Mass chaos. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do this to us. Oh, I see a plot. I smell a plot now, folks. Uh, The 13-month calendar reharmonizes human biorhythms with the cycles of nature, particularly the menstrual cycle. By reattuning ourselves to an accurate timing standard, we are correcting the error in time. Realigning with our own internal nature, supporting the rebalancement of the earth and moving in the direction of evolution. Woo-woo language. Very new agey, woo-woo language. I do like the mathematical um, parallels of the moon cycles, the the earth, and how time, if you just... You know, you nudge three days over because they're taking three days off, 28, pulling it on. I'll, I'll tell you what your birthdays are next. And I can see how the whole year becomes symmetrical. No more 28 days here. No more 31 here. No more 30. But um, but this is, but, but again, evolution. Evolution uh, holding us back from Adequately meet the needs and address all sectors of human concern, including infrastructure. Unless we put 28 days across the calendar, we're not going to be able to build a bridge correctly ever again. Communications, economics and resources, governance, arts and culture. I don't understand how we are going to be able to overcome what is being done to us by people who don't care what day of the week it is. By by retooling the the entire calendar I don't I don't understand now how to use this calendar they say how to use this calendar just begin just begin the 13-month 28-day transitional calendar includes the dates of the Gregorian calendar in the bottom right hand corner of each day as a reference find today or look up your own birthday for example August 16th in the Gregorian calendar is day 22 of the mag- uh, the magentic the magentic moon of purpose that's month number 1 that's month number 1 if you were born on August 16th you are now born on the 22nd day of the first month not the 8th month and the first month is not January, it's the magentic moon of purpose. That's what it's called. Each of the 13 months moons is coded with a quality power and action for personal and planetary attunement by which we begin to synchronize our consciousness with the galactic cycles and creative patterns in nature. For example, the magnetic moon of purpose. Oh, they, they, they that wrong. They spelt magentic up there. The magnetic moon of purpose, the quality, has the corresponding power and action respectively of attract and unify. Familiarize yourself with the name, power, and action of each month and you will connect at a deeper level with the flow and rhythm of the creative sequence in the 1328 frequency. Uh, I I don't connect with any of the flow that's going on with me right now with with the 12-month calendar. I, I connect with the flow of work and family and, you know, following my joy and my passion. And most people try to do that. And, and you know, and, and when we're not doing that, you're just dealing with all the shit that pulls you away from your joy and your passion. You just deal with it. Is that going to go away because we're t- to 28 days? I don't know. So again, it's trying to... It's trying to... Um, it's trying to I don't know, it, it it endeavors to pull people into a spiritual realm that they're not accustomed to. And many are going to feel a great aversion to as well because, like I said, it has not lost this new-agey feeling to it. It's not lost it at any point. Each month also includes a question for self-reflection. So, see, it, it, there's, there's a prayer card that comes along with it too. Each month also includes a question for self-reflection. Magnetic Moon asks... What is my purpose? Lunar moon, that is month two, asks, What is my challenge? Electric moon, that's month three, asks, How can I best serve? And so on. Take some time to contemplate these leading questions throughout each moon and see what emerges for you. I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't do this. They renamed all of the names of the week too. The seven days of the week are named for seven radial plasmas. There's Dolly Day. There's Sally Day. There's Gamma Day. There's Kali Day. There's Alpha Day. There's Limi Day. And there's Cilio Day. I guess today is Dolly Day. Plasmas are mixtures of ions and electrons found in nature and are strongly influenced by electric and magnetic fields. The ionosphere within Earth's upper atmosphere is itself a plasma. These plasmas interact with and impact our own physical bodies and energetic fields similar to how planet Earth is being directly impacted by solar plasmas released by the sun. The seven radial plasmas correspond with the seven primary chakras, energy centers of the human energetic body. Here you go. Now, if it, you could to strip it away with all this other shit, you don't have to rename the days. Uh, there's seven of them still. You can talk about uh, you can talk about there being you know scientific plasma whatever. You can throw that in there if you want, but to encourage people to reflect, there you're giving them you're you're giving them. A, a, a new spiritual life dictated and guided by this new calendar. So, uh, whether or not there's a, there are any benefits to this, it's being buried underneath all of this other stuff that is just really unpalatable for at least me. I know some people out there would love it. A lot of you people in the Kumbaya circles out there in California in the woods would love it. Not not the not the Polgars, not the yes, Cacao's, of course. Actually, I don't know. Maybe maybe Justin would would like this. I you know what? He might actually like this. Hey, Justin, if you're out there watching right now, can you call into the show and let me? If are do you already live according to this calendar? There has to be people that do it already. There has to be people that do it. Um. But. Uh, But yeah, just a little bit of that. Now, here's a little bit more. A little bit more. And I guess we'll do this in the second half. I'm going to go on a really quick intermission now to see if there's any way that I can nab Robert Phoenix for even 15 minutes in the second half before we start taking your calls. Because I want to hear from you guys at this point. That was the plan, at least up until now. So um, I want to thank you for your company so far. And we will be right back. Go ahead and contemplate dig up all the questions and, and and maybe you can enlighten me a little bit here on what is beneficial sans all of the new age g- garbage get in touch with me we'll do that in the uh, in the the other side don't go anywhere
6: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
2: Quite
6: frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. 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 Quite frankly not quite quite frankly in roma italia
2: i
6: really like you you're very smart
2: so
1: everybody watch
6: quite frankly with frank
1: quite frankly how dare you
0: Okay, you know what? We got Robert on now. We're gonna bring him in, and I wanna spend about 15 minutes with him because we gotta get to your calls. Gonna get to the audience's calls in just a moment, but first, we're going to spend a short segment with my good buddy, Robert Phoenix. Robert, how you feeling?
6: Well, since we were gonna talk about time, it's kind of appropriate, isn't
0: it? It's a time, it's one of those those shows on time. And I'm glad to finally have you here, my buddy.
6: How's everything been with you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Everything is going, you know it's going pretty well. We're uh we're in we're into Capricorn month and uh we're we're in a we're in a change of season. We have some big things coming astrologically. So, so um, it's always interesting to feel the changes. Yeah, start to stir around a little bit here.
0: Yep. Well, well, as far as changes go, I just was brought uh, this this 13 month calendar idea was just sent to me, and I saw that there is there's a petition. I don't know how. It, I, I mean, it's the first time I ever heard of it, so I don't I don't really I don't really give it too much chance for succeeding. But I wanted to look into the reasons for why somebody would say. Hey, we should have 13 months, 28 days across the board, and here's all the things that would be the re- now everything so far, Robert, as I've been reading it with the audience. I don't know if you've been watching, but um, it sounds very new age to me, um, and and it's and it's doing something here that I think is is very discrediting. It's it's blaming all of our lack of progress on the the way that the calendar is set up. Over the last four hundred years with the Gregorian calendar, as if right. if we were at thirteen months, twenty eight days, there would be no, uh, you know, no war. We know that there are people orchestrating wars. That the anxiety uh, for the, that we feel every day is because of the calendar. That there's no, there'd be no technocrats trying to screw with everybody or anything like that. W- what do you say about this? Um, benefits and drawbacks and and the history of the calendar, twelve months.
6: <clears throat> well um it's a, time is a really interesting concept i mean if you really look at um how the calendar itself is set up right like um you know september like december really should be the the 10th month right and november should be the ninth month and uh oct- october should be uh the eighth month september should be the seventh month right which takes us all the way to april being the first month which is really based on the astrological new year right so that whole to me that cycle makes a lot of sense because i mean it even lines up uh, in terms of the the names of the months and the actual months themselves in terms of dates um, but you know we start off with in the gregorian calendar we start off with capricorn as the first month of the year and You know, it seems that one could make a case that it would be an inorganic, um, you know, uh, depiction of time, right? Because when you look at, this is just from this perspective, when you look at Capricorn, you're dealing with Saturn. And, you know, Saturn eats its own children, right? So we start the year off in this cycle of death in a lot of ways. But it also relates it to time because Saturn is connected to the scythe. And the scythe is in a lot of ways the metronome of life, right? Like everybody has theoretically a limited amount of time here. But the, the clock or the calendar that's being suggested in a lot of ways is like a sidereal calendar or a sidereal year. And there are essentially there's 365 days, six hours, nine minutes and 10 seconds um, in a sidereal year. But the months are chopped up differently. And they're a little over 28 days in a sidereal month, right? So it it breaks us out to kind of a different cycle of time. And when you get into that 28-day cycle, what's interesting about that cycle is that the one month that does have 28 days, and you and I talked about this a little bit before, is the month of February. And February uh, is the month of Aquarius. And so we're headed into Pluto and Aquarius. There's a Pluto ingress into Aquarius. So yeah, I mean, even time under Aquarius would be under some form of either transformation or a uh, revolutionary kind of movement to to change the cycles of time. And what, what's really interesting about the time we're in now, and this has really very little to do with the whole calendar section, but when Saturn was in a conjunction with Pluto, in 2020 um that's when time literally stopped right everything stopped it's it was really just a few months after that and everything stopped and we went into a lockdown um it was you know two weeks to stop the spread and then it became longer than two weeks the nba canceled its season the summer olympics were canceled so we were in a time of non-time this interregnum and we're still kind of in that period It's like we haven't even really fully recovered from that time. So, for instance, I know this sounds quite mundane, but we just had a football game last Monday night where they actually stopped the game, right? And they didn't play the game. And there's other anomalies that that are very, very similar. I mean, look at January 6th. You know, January 6th, they literally stopped everything that was supposed to happen, and then we had this, Uh, event that inserted itself again into time and then they reconvene later to be able to push something forward right which would be the election of biden so the sidereal year gets us into that 28 day month which literally brings us into a 13 month cycle And with the sidereal year what you're doing is you're using the moon as a focal point uh, to measure its rotation against the constellations Right, so that's a very different relationship. Now, it's not—it's not a complete lunar year. A lunar year is very, very different. Lunar year would be um, based on uh, 13 months, and then in that 13-month uh, cycle, uh, it'd be, I'm sorry, it would be uh, 13 months, and there would be uh, 20, 20, uh, 20 cycles uh, uh, within that 13-month period. So basically, a month would last. 20 days it'd be a 260 day calendar and that's based on the lunation cycle of well a uh, new new moon to a to a full moon right but that's a very different character and that gets us into the whole mayan calendar in, in and in a different and there's also things like the, the something called the lunisolar solar calendar which the chinese actually pre- so there are all these different calendars all over the world you know we're not the only calendar in the world there's some people that follow the ethiopian calendar the new jerusalem calendar But again, if everything's going to get reset, I guess time's on the table.
0: Well, that's that's my 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 bigger uh, focus right now is this one in particular, because first of all, I I have heard about that, too, that January was in the first month, that if you're going to be traditional about things, it would be April and that, you know, just phonetically, um, I I would just say that, uh, you know, you just think about like you said before, October, November. You have your eight, right. your nine, your ten, and then you right. have. Uh, but then I know that uh, July and August were just added in. Uh, that was added to the added to the 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 twelve month, the, the ten months. What was it before? That was just ten months.
6: Well, if I think we're we're getting back into the lunation cycle, right? Okay, so there's just lunar, lunar cycles. Calendar then why
0: why is this this one start at july 26th that would be new year's day according to um according to this new this new group here that wants on 2028 us all to get to the 13 month 28 day cycle july 26th to august 22nd our time right now would be the first month of the year so if you uh if you're born on july 26th that is that's new year's day to these people and I just don't understand why why July 26th to August 22nd? Why would that be the first month of the year? I've always heard April.
6: Right. Well, July 26th would essentially make it what, six months out from December 25th um, or December 26th. And, and December 25th is the theoretical uh, birth, right, uh, the theoretical birth of Christ, right? I mean, I don't believe Christ was actually born, on December 25th. that's just my own personal belief based on some research that I've done, but it puts it in the exact opposite window uh, when we get into that whole July twenty sixth period, and um, so I guess we're also dealing with like you know July Julio and the you know the the Julian calendar, I suppose, and at August twenty second would actually be the the uh, end of Leo and the beginning of Virgo. I mean, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of these um, artificial and synthetic resets, right? To knock us off our, our, you know, our clocks, our, our, our rhythms, our so circadian rhythms. So you, you think
0: this is a knockoff or, 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 or is there any benefit that can ever come of this? Because I got to tell you, Robert, aside from being wary of every creep and their mothers, wanting to change the name of every high school tear down every statue confusing sex and gender burning flags the stickering the censoring the banning whatever they can get their hands on obviously my first and strongest instinct is leave the calendar alone you filthy pagan but then i (laughs) but, but then on a purely technical level i don't know what the drawback would be aside from having to learn a new system a new birthday i don't know i guess it's a new life i i hate it is what i'm trying to say robert
6: well i'm not a fan either but but think of a whole group of new humans who don't have any historical context yeah because i think that's part of the bigger story and erasing you know large chunks of history um large chunks of memory books movies uh you know if if all that gets wiped away and we're literally in a reset and you have a whole new group of humans that you can introduce to a new calendar well they wouldn't have any other any other reference point really that's what it feels like and everything right now is up for grabs i mean you know you and i were talking a little bit today about the the, the human uh cyborg interface and creating new humans and and uh, you know again you know the the big the big the big story over the last month are these you know, these pod centers where they're artificially growing humans, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when we get into Pluto and Aquarius, Pluto represents birth. So when we get into Aquarius, these are very different kinds of birth. You know, we're talking about synthetic birthing. We're talking about birthing pods. So, I mean, they could actually quickly ramp up almost an entirely new species, especially if the species that's already here uh, goes through some sort of eschaton and from what i can see what's happening on a daily basis uh that process is rapidly speeding up
0: hmm. yeah yeah that's uh, that's what i was saying when i read that that short article about the uh, about that that very I don't know, recurring question about consciousness whether or not it could be replicated and generated on a technical level and imparted to a machine to make it human in some way which I don't. I don't see how that could ever happen. Although uh, the the learning capabilities and mimicry could get better and better as time goes on, for sure. But um, as as I was describing Blade Runner, nor any other dystopian sci-fi futuristic tale, it always comes down to two things for me. When if I was going to put it into a nutshell, that dystopian cities. And these settings are usually a combination of very high technology and very low humanity. And um, and I'm I'm trying to ascertain what level are, are are we just starting to cross each other? Is one supposed to dip under the other right now? Because we are we're at a we're at a point where you know the, the question is being asked a little bit more prominently. Should human beings take the chip? Either in their arm or the neural link in their brain to be able to compete with these creations that are soon to be outpacing us So I have to imagine we are at like a watershed moment for all of the the dystopian uh, The dystopian future Slippery slope theorists out there. We are right there And then uh, and then of course you, you just you have all this other flailing with the with the ideas of calendar reset and just historical Flattening of everything that came before us. Before us, if it's older than Barack Obama's presidency, then it needs to be done away with, obviously. And it's just a uh, one thing after another, Robert.
6: Yeah, it was really funny. I was watching this uh, show on on music, and um, it's one of these YouTube shows where they you know they rank albums from the past and things like that. And they were talking about this whole idea of classic rock and how classic rock isn't even you know, bands like Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and the Allman Brothers or Boston. Like classic rock now is in the early 2000s and, and the 90s. So the whole timescale is completely shifting altogether. And um, you and I were talking a little bit today on, on text. And um, I, I had a buddy who I used to hang out with in the Bay Area back in the 90s. And he he did contract work for DARPA. He lived right down the hill from DARPA. In fact... He was a, a fairly regular guest on Art Bell, so I got to know this guy and hang out with him. And when I would ask him about some of the DARPA stuff, he would just he would you know he would just go radio silent. But he would talk to me about things like synthetic synthetic sentience and self recognition systems, um, and you know um, AI. And he was up to his eyeballs in this stuff in the nineties. Right, He was being contracted out. Him and these other research scientists were being contracted out to get involved in this field all the way back in the 90s. And that was 30 years ago. And this guy was way ahead of the curve 30 years ago. So I can only imagine what's really behind the scenes now. I mean, they give us little glimpses every now and then of like this baby that's kind of writhing around, um, looks like it's just born, then you can see uh, the exoskeleton of the baby right next to it, mimicking the thing that it's doing, right? I mean, so they're giving us these these glimpses into theoretically where things are headed. I think they're way ahead of the curve. I think that there are, are probably, uh, you know, beings that are walking around right now that are either like avatars or robotoids. I mean, the whole robotoid thing's been going on for decades. I mean, that was being talked about in the 90s so you know whether or not it approximates any kind of consciousness that's a whole other story because you know i think the whole thing with mimicry is is going to be i mean that's that's kind of what magic is about right it's all about sleight of hand and fooling people into thinking something has merit or value um but it's going to get really really hard because humans are being dehumanized right humans are acting more and more like robots I mean that's pretty clear. So you know, on the one hand, we see the the mechanization of humans, and on the other hand, we'll see this rise of of AI. And somewhere in the middle, are are they going to meet? Uh, it's it's we're headed in that territory. Yeah. And so- yeah, when Uranus uh, moves into uh, Gemini and Pluto's in Aquarius, I think this thing's going to go nuts, and the whole field of robotics and AI. Is going to be the next big economic boom it's going to be the next silicon valley and people are going to make a shit ton of money from it but at the same time it's it's going to be the golden handcuffs because ai can approximate just about anything with maybe the exception of what you're doing right now you know And, and it might get eerily close but in order to have a real human interaction with another human it's going to be very hard to replace that human with something that approximates a human. So everything is up for grabs. I mean even look at major league baseball, they're like on the precipice of removing umpires with essentially strike zone meters.
0: I saw right? that. Saw that and in the yeah. in the minors. I think there's a couple of contracts signed to to, to really explore the idea. That's right. So it's So uh...
6: we're getting close. And even with baseball, they've changed the time in baseball. Now they've got a pitch clock on pitchers. You know, and if they don't throw a ball within 20 seconds, I guess it's an automatic ball for the for the uh, And baseball theoretically is like golf. It's a sport without time. Right. So everything is changing. It's all changing in, uh, you know, in front of us. It, we can't always see it. The changes are incremental, but the calendar change is a huge leap. And I'm I'm not in favor of it.
0: Well, I, I I'm not either. And when it comes to when it comes to the the, the changes in in humanity, I mean the, the baseball thing for me is just another example of well, you have unions obviously, but you also have a um, a fan base whose attention is just waning. The I, I right. think that the, the att- there was another article I have to read. I got a breakdown on a show, and it was I think it was by the Guardian. It said you're you're your attention your attention was not i don't know reduced your attention is not dissipated it was stolen it was all about how we have these shortening attention spans and uh and and, you know everybody's confused as to how to counteract it and of course that means that the video clips they got to get shorter 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 they they have to yeah. they have to do. I they mean, a love very charter, very short. Yeah, the, the the entire culture is becoming one big short But still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what we comes down to. And when it comes to the other uh, topic of of uh, of sentience, it's really just the same story. The nature of the soul. I was reading another article that will probably show up as a topic in the future show as well, and that was about technologies that are now literally reanimating dead tissue long after. We have been made to believe that it was a point of no return, like uh, right. revitalizing brain tissue in dead pigs hours after what could be described and uh, or uh, proclaimed as a physical death. But again, it always comes down to that same question: What is the difference between being alive and just breathing? And it's uh, I don't know. There's I, I think that the, the further we the further we push. Robert there's just there's less and less that science is going to be able to answer us I believe
6: yeah yeah based on the science that that we know or understand I mean I think it's a really interesting philosophical question that gets into you know some uh, some sci-fi areas right like so if we are being programmed to become more mechanical in our responses then theoretically where is our emotion going, right? Where where is it headed? Where is it being directed? And I look back on what happened last Monday night uh, in in Buffalo uh, when when uh, Damar Hamlin went down, and it reminded me of this this movie called Death Watch, and it's a it's a very interesting movie with Harvey Keitel, and it has to it has to do with the future. And in the future, people have lost their ability to feel. And so what they do is they set somebody up who's terminally ill, and then the Harvey Keitel character um, symbolically has a video camera implanted in his eye, and he befriends the person who is uh, who is dying, right? And so that story becomes transmitted all across the country, so people can vicariously experience some degree of emotion, right? And That DeMar Hamlin event reminded me of that in a lot of ways. Because all of a sudden now, an entire populace on cue is being asked to have an emotional experience or an emotional response to whatever was happening. But we've been living in a time where we've been really bereft of a lot of emotion. Right? In fact, the only emotion we've been able to really feel for one another is hate you know, whether it's on the left side or the right side, it's very Orwellian. But on cue, it's like, okay, well, you can, you can all emote um, at the same time about this experience. But so where does the emotion go? Like, where does it get transferred to? Is it being transferred to some other vacuum, some other void? Are they actually able to use um, our emotion to somehow Feed into an approximation of motion that they can program into these, you know, these synthetic sentient, uh, you know, beings. I mean, to me, this is a really big question because I just see people losing their ability to emote. So it's got to be going somewhere, right? It has to be going somewhere. Where is our emotion going?
0: I, you had mentioned something a few hours ago about human beings being dragged down i i guess you can g- also go into the the hollowing uh, that movie equilibrium where you have an entire society that is built upon everybody taking what is i guess the equivalent of their soma and um and and having emotions dulled out it's the best way for the people at the top of the pyramid to really manage this uh this perfectly you know regimented society now that has no color no nothing and you bringing that up right now and be con- conceiving of this push to make robots more human whereas humanity is visibly becoming less human in the way it, right. in the way that we especially treat each other like you just said it we were almost all in in, in we were all cued in and given permission to emote over the uh, the 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 injury in on Monday Night Football last week we are all cued in when usually the only thing that we are have readily available for each other is contempt and hatred and I I think about that whereas they're not going to be able to replicate human emotion and a soul for the the robot they can definitely do a much easier job bringing us down to the programming level of a robot because Already we have shown signs that we are very easily and successfully been programmed to feel less for our common man. And, um, and so whereas you can't impart that, that vivacious human spark to a machine, it seems scarily and eerily enough that you could impart the, 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 the vapid robotic nature of a machine to human beings. That's, that's scary.
6: Yeah, I mean, isn't that you and I talked about this a little bit on text today? I mean, isn't that what happens to Decker in Blade Runner? He thinks he's a human, and then really he finds out that he's actually an android. He's a replicant, and you know, and I and I think that a lot of humanity is in for a very, um, a, a very racing wake-up call. You know, Elon Musk had a very interesting tweet, and I'm not a huge Elon Musk guy, but he said something on Twitter, and he said, um, if you think you're not an NPC, you already are. And, and And I had to think about that for a little bit, right? I had to think about it, because, again, that's like Decker, who thinks he's a human, and he's really a replicant, and we have a bunch of people running around who don't think that they're NPCs. And, you know, this is getting, this is bleeding into that territory. So, I mean, we're, in, you know, everything is going to get really fluid here uh, astrologically. I mean, we're, you know, once Uranus leaves Taurus, which is what in 2025, like we're not going to have any Earth um, with the outer planets until we hit 2030 when Saturn goes into Taurus. So for five years, the outer planets are completely fluid and and uh, bordering on non-human. I mean, it's, those five years from 2025 to 2030 are going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. And that's when I really think the whole robotics and AI um, world is going to take off. And um, it's going to be very interesting to witness that.
0: Well, I guess... God willing we'll be witnessing that together. Uh my friend Robert Phoenix, sorry we we couldn't do a little bit longer, but we will. It's it's the new year. Uh, I think, at least for the time being, it's the new year, and we will be <laughs> we'll be able to we'll be able to get some things together in the coming weeks and months. And I and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to having you on more this year. It was great meeting you in 2022, my friend. And have yourself a nice oh. Before you go, let everybody know where they can uh, they can listen to you on your your broadcast. And I have your website in the description.
6: Well, I have a Friday show called the Friday Forecast. And the last time I checked on my calendar, you're my guest on Friday. This Friday? That's right, the 13th. I oh, boy. Oh, boy. But
0: that, that that's a... Friday the 13th, with, quite frankly. That's a midday uh, recording, right? 12 noon. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a good one. Okay, should...
6: so uh, every Friday at 12 noon Central on the 11th house, I have the Friday forecast, where I interview a guest. And then on Sunday night, I do Sunday Night Astro Live. Which is about a three hour astrology show. And then I do a new show called Astro Weather on the 11th house at 8 a.m. I just kind of go over the astrology of the day. And then I have my own uh, podcast that I stream off of my website, 15 Minutes of Flame. And that's at 9 11, uh, Tuesday through Thursday, Central Standard Time. So there you go. A lot of places you can uh, connect in with me. Well, Robert, thank
0: you for all of your insights tonight. And I will talk to you on Friday afternoon. Thanks for your
6: patience, Frank. I appreciate it. Have a good one.
0: No problem. You too. Take care. All right. So Robert Phoenix came on, and we were able to have ourselves a nice little talk. I'm going to go and take a quick break. When we come back, your calls and Super Chats. That's all we're doing. All right? It's 830. we got a half hour together. So let's make the
1: best of it, my friends. Don't go anywhere. The dominant narrative in America is white people are evil. White people suck. We should be ashamed of ourselves. And I don't think we, we are... should be
4: ashamed of ourselves. I think that we should take responsibility for the system that we've created.
1: The best system in the world? Oh, we do not have the best system. Who in the world. Who has a better system? <laughs> there are
4: many European countries that have are much better off. Oh, than you us. mean
1: like the European countries with a higher density of whites, like Northern Europe?
4: Uh, that's one way to phrase it, I guess.
1: You don't mean Turkey? No. <laughs> You don't mean Eastern Europe no. with the communists. So the only time you can come up with a system that's better than America, it's a country that's more white than America. I don't understand. I
4: don't know, I don't know what to say to that,
3: so... You're listening to Quite Frankly.
2: Mustang, the original America's favorite sports car, with three new models. Norman flipped for the new Mustang Fastback, with options like a tilt-away steering wheel that leaps aside, adjust to nine different positions. 390 cubic inch V8, new wide oval tires, and an optional speed control that lets you set your own course of action. Norman discovered a new wave of excitement. Take the pledge. Take the Mustang
5: pledge. So, we made a robot here, uh, Tesla Labs, mm-hmm. uh, got pretty weird, got pretty weird, uh, robot became self-aware, mm-hmm. and began eating people, Yeah, got very weird, very weird, uh, killer robot got out, uh, escaped the lab, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it will kill us all, it's going to kill us all, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a week to live, mm-hmm. mm, week and a half maybe. So, Use your time wisely, I would say. Uh, Watch Spaceballs. (laughs) Great movie, great movie. Great movie, Spaceballs. Mm -hmm. May the Schwartz be with you. (laughs) So, um, happy new year. Um, This is the last one. Yeah, we're we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to die.
0: Okay, let's get to our super chats. The number is 914-595-6953. You let me know what you think about the Gregorian calendar. Uh, th- remember, this is something that I just learned about. I think it's very interesting. I really—if I didn't think it was interesting, it wouldn't be a topic of conversation. And um, and it is the the goal of this particular group to have this become a reality for the rest of the world by 2028 so um they have a little bit of time to get the word around but i don't i don't know how far it's going to go but we're going to take your calls tonight 914-595-6953 or jump into the quite frankly discord room we're going to be taking that taking that into an advisement and we'll give you some time to call while i get through these super chats. Leasebreaker says greatest raffle box ever created. Thank you for all the good the cool goodies. The Yes cacao chocolate is crazy. I'm definitely glad you put that in there because now my mind is blown. Thanks dude. I told you. I told you Yes cacao. It's real but it, it not only is there wonderful botanical organic ingredients in there. That it's a health food. It's a health food. I mean, Jay Guglielmo will tell you the darker the chocolate, the healthier, the healthier the cre- antioxidants, everything. It's a of Jay Guglielmo always has very, very dark, dark chocolate on hand. And, um, but yes, cacao, like I said, there's an alchemist. There's an alchemy element to this whole thing. The energy that is put into the creation. There's a vision. You, you, when you're eating it, you're eating a, 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 a spiritual creation, something there. Uh, Sto Stoob. Sto Stubes is in support of great media. A little Monday night stipend for the show, brother. I I can't thank you enough, Christos, and the whole Stoob family. Doc Keck, Doc Keck says it is quite the dance to find the connection between artificial intelligence and consciousness itself. Whereas human consciousness may be mirrored, programmed, and algorithmed. To optimization ai will never attain the wisdom of its application all instances of data are knowledge points to be connected in an ai interface if human consciousness is the sum of receptors activated then consciousness itself must activate receptors consciousness is all else follows many blessings consciousness is all else follows okay here's another thing that a robot will never be able to have that gut feeling that feeling in your gut when you have no other knowledge you have no other knowledge that can help you in any situation to make a decision on whether you should do something whether you should say something whether you should go go somewhere whether you should get up and leave though you have nothing else No other data points that are giving you something to build a decision upon, a choice upon. No, actually a decision. And it's just something in your gut that says, get the hell out of here. Or something in your gut says, go and do this. That's one thing that a a robot will never have, ever. It's not going to happen. Let's take one more of these KT Sky D says move over on Burgundy Frankie Val's in the building. Thank you, Katie It's good to have you good to have you with us and Michelle Michelle. This is from Friday, but after we left the Studio obviously Michelle says hello Frank and Matt wanted to say great show as always. I'm happy you enjoyed yourself Michelle I always enjoy Friday nights. They're very chill. I feel like we've done a lot during the week by Fridays And we deserve to have a good time damn it all right here we go uh katie debakey on i think that's the same one no yeah same person i think so on rumble says frank has more views on rumble than youtube right now too awesome well that is because over time we have really really encouraged people to go over to rumble and to be a little bit less dependent on google products And if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble right now, just hit the like button. Hit it. If you haven't hit it before, do it right now. Because while we're still where we are, we might as well try to attract as many eyes as possible. Even if it just means reconnecting with old friends who haven't seen us in a while. For one algorithmic reason or or another. Cody, let me get this damn system sounds down. Skype is still the biggest asshole I know. Cody says, I don't really care about the calendar, but the one thing that we're living under now created by Babylonians, that's my only issue with it. Also, check out the video on the subject, and he sent the video. Well, you got to send that in an email. OK, Cardo says, hi, Frank. New calendar would make it easier to do spell work, especially for new and coming spell workers. Satanic in nature. Just my thought. Love your show. OK, but How? I'm interested in that line of thought. How would the new calendar, 13 months, 28 days, symmetrical calendar, be easier for spell workers to, to conduct their craft? I'd like to know. Uh, is it because it throws a lot of old, old uh, you know days of incantation off by a few days and, and therefore most people don't, like uh, uh, Halloween obviously, when does Halloween become? Let's see. And anybody calling in, you have to give me your your, your uh, birthday, and I'll tell you what your birthday is going to be. Here's what mine is. Well, they said July. Let me go to where's where is December, January? Nope. February? Nope. March. April third. April second. April 2nd will now be, not the fourth month. April 2nd will be in the in the ninth month. The 27th day of the ninth month is April. So my new birthday would be uh, month 927th. <laughs> that that would be my new birthday. Let's take a call. Uh, 928, you're on the air. Who this? Oh, hold on. I have to unmute Skype for a second. Because you there? Nope. It's this one. All right, 928, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? What the hell? Is it not that one? 928, you there? Am I going nuts? Or am I going nuts? Hello, TruthQuest, are you there? I'm here. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this? Go ahead.
2: Oh, I think that people would be way too confused. I don't think anyone's going to go for this. It just sounds like a World Economic Forum scheme to me.
0: Oh, I don't think that I don't yeah, like I said before, the, the the simplest thing here, there's bigger cosmic questions I'd like to have answered. Like that one person brought up the idea that this could be a a help for those who are casting spells all year. I'd love to know why, but I think the most uh, the most frank reason why it would be rejected is that nobody wants to relearn everything, everything on the okay. earth including their birthday. The new days. Right. Yeah, so that's that would be it.
2: Yeah, and do you remember a couple years ago uh, they introduced some, or they tried to reintroduce the 13th uh, star sign?
0: Oh, I remember that, yeah. The, the, the snake, the giant snake. I or wonder what? if
2: that's the same. Could that be the same people at this? Who knows? They seem to like the number 13. It
0: was the 13th Zodiac. That was like around 2006 or 2007 or something. I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that reminds me of that but as far as uh, ai ever having any feelings i don't think so they could very well replace us and eliminate us but they would never have a soul they would never have a connection to a higher power uh unless they have some kind of hive mind um i just don't see it happening they they would never have any any reason real reason to do anything you know
0: Agreed with you on that, Truth Quest. I agree with you on that, and uh, and again, thank you, thank you for the call. I want to get through a few more as we're running out of time here, but it's always good to hear from you, buddy.
2: All right. Oh, and I talked to Andy today. He's he's feeling well, and so
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I was actually going to reach out to, to, to Mr. Bashago uh, sometime over the next week because the 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 follow up questions I still have on ice are incredible, and I definitely would love to have him on a second time.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you can always uh, check my channel. i got a bunch of shows with him. He answers lots of questions on those, too.
0: Tremendous, tremendous. Maybe I'll I'll reference that a little bit. But thank you for the call, man. You betcha. There you go. There's Aaron Moriarty of TruthQuest. All right, so uh, here's a little bit from from Twitter when I asked, what do you think about the 13-month year? I hate change without really good reason for it, says Jay Jones. TV Blake Wally says, favorable. Each month, 28 days plus one bonus holiday, full moon on the same day every month probably makes more sense overall. I wonder why, though. I have no problem with there being more than one full moon in a month or no full moons in a month. I I, I just don't. People have still paid plenty of attention to the stars and the moon cycles and all that with the Gregorian calendar. I would love to see a little bit of an explanation as to why the world is as bad as it is right now because of the calendar That is the claims being made why is the world as bad as it is right now because of the calendar explain that to me without discounting human evil planning plotting and destruction Hey poopy, what's going on? You're the reason for the show tonight. So what's your thought?
3: Hey man, uh, sorry. So I feel like you're you're making me feel like I sent you the wrong thing because I wasn't I wasn't trying to send you this as the as the main of main idea of how to, to do the change. It's just that we were talking about the 13 month calendar, the idea of changing the calendar, and I I found one example which is a, which was I thought was a good example of what it would look like. I didn't mean for you to dive in and like look at the month names and like what they're because obviously it's new agey. The new age people are the only ones that are gonna come up with any of this stuff. Of course, it's new agey, but that's not. I meant I was talking about it as an idea, as a as an alternative to what we do now.
0: Okay, but with that, so, with that, and and that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for right now. Is just a little bit more on to expand on that because I. I, if there was more for me to read, then I obviously did not read it. I just I I saw this PDF and it and it had the, the calendar, the entire new calendar, and all the explanations why. And um, I just thought that that would be a good enough thing to work off of. But as far as as yeah, far-
3: but not the details in it, like the whole the whole idea of it, but not the names of the month. The names of the month could be whatever we make them up to be. Just the whole the the idea of how it works is, is what I'm, is what I think could change the world. What's the now most- you asked about the, that that uh, that that uh, person commented with the it would make easier for for like the witches and stuff. That's easy. That's just because they usually work off the moon and like that other commenter said. You know, if you have a full moon, that's the same on on let's say the first of the month or whatever. It's easier to do. And I'll tell you, there's one thing that I look at the moon for all the time and it's very minor but it's one thing that I use it for and I never cut my hair I never get a haircut on a full moon a, d- a day before a day after that it's just something something that I learned from somebody a long time ago they said if you get it if you cut your hair enough on a full moon the, the way the metal reacts with the air whatever you'll go bold a few, a few times so I always before I get a haircut I always Up the moon out. Is it a full moon? No, okay. Is it a full moon? Oh, shit. I got to wait a couple days. So, just minor things.
0: So, okay. So, then let's think. Let's talk uh, big, big picture. If you can give me, because I want to take a couple more calls here, too. Everybody's interested in this topic. Uh, uh, If you're talking about benefit, drawback is obviously a lot of social confusion. Uh, everybody has to has to relearn their birthdays. I mean, there's probably going to be so many different types of changes in the business world. You, know, everything but, else. But, you but, but you keep t- saying
3: that you keep bringing up the birthdays. It's like, what, what do you mean you have to relearn your birthday? So I, just, I don't, I don't get it. So, so your what, birthday is going to be your birthday is going to be around the same holidays, the same everything that you used to. It's just on this this one this one calendar that you're looking it up on. It's going to be in a different place. But, but you're not really ever going to use that. You know what I mean?
0: Why wouldn't I? It, what do you mean? It's it's not, how wouldn't you use it? Because,
3: look, so my birthday is exactly three weeks after New Year's, right? Uh huh. So next time, next time that I know New Year's is coming up, I know it's in three weeks is my birthday. I don't have to relearn the actual date. But even New Year's. I did so, have to relearn
0: it. So you're, you're born in the huh? third week of July? No, January. Well, no. Well, July is the first month of the year now. According we haven't, to
3: that. we haven't changed it yet. And when I'm saying, I'm saying we're by the, by the regular by the calendar we're using now right now.
0: Well, wow. okay. So okay. That being aside, because I said one of the drawbacks would be a lot of social confusion. What would what do you think? Give me the primary before I take another call. The primary benefit.
3: It's a more structured, more cohesive, more um, harmonized way to, to go about it. Can you, uh, my, biggest, my biggest benefit, I think, is if you tell me what, what is the, what is the big, biggest benefit of having what we have now with the six months with 30 days, six months with 31 days, and one month having 28 but sometimes 29 days. What, what's the positive of that besides the fact that we've been doing it for the past? couple hundred years I, to, to is a be, uh, benefit
0: to, to it to be honest benefit or drawback I, I don't even notice it poopy
3: of course you don't. We've been living our lives with it. Of course you're not going to notice it. It's not, it's not. But it's also one of those things I've been trying to find an analogy of something that people have been using but, for years yes, and years before yes, they found out something new.
0: Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, and this and that and that is what this is. This is aiming to bring about when they talk about why we need to move into this new thing. They are blaming the current calendar we're on right now for all of the world's problems. I need to know why, even though we don't notice it. We, we, I mean, still, there's still plenty of people out there who know exactly what phase the well, moon is in. Frank, it's, it's, but, a, a, wait, it's, it's
3: even, even down to
0: a subconscious thing. It's like you're, you, we're, we're telling, we
3: go by this calendar, that's not, that's based on, not, not really any scientific thing. Like, why is one month 32 one days? Why is one month 30 days? What does it like, matter? Subconsciously, this creates. What do you mean it's better? How's it no, better? No, I
0: said, what does it matter?
3: What does it matter? It's yeah. Disor- it's subconscious disorder in your mind. I don't, you don't feel don't, disorder. You don't, you don't, you're, you're not going to feel it. It's in your subconscious. You don't feel things in your subconscious. They're just okay. there. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like you, you, just, you always follow these 30, 30 31 days, but you don't, you don't feel anything because that's your whole life you've been following it. But on the deeper sense, it's the, the disorder and chaos you don't know why you're doing it you're just doing it and it feels right but that's just because you don't you haven't learned or haven't known anything else
0: well okay all right let's 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 see what other people think you you have stated your point pretty clearly and it has opened up the conversation pretty nicely tonight thank you for the call poopy love you man love you too brother i well let's let's see let's see problematic what do you think (laughs) Hey, thanks. Hey, what's up? I've been trying to get
7: through for a long time. Daniel 7:25, bro. It's satanic I'm all in a throw in the camp. Wait, so what? It's satanic right? Because in Daniel 7:25, and it's ironic that you had that on that screen, on the uh, it, when he was reading it, it said 7:25, and it and it said something, and it said 7:26. That's just ironic. But if you look at Daniel 7:25, it talks about the Antichrist and how he will seek to change times and laws, and that's something that he's been trying to do. And you talked about it before, where they were trying to take God out of it, and so you won't have Sunday no more. But the way that time is, you know, it was instituted by God. You know, you got the 12 months, and it's also the you know 12, 12 tribes of Israel. Um, so any any deviation of that is is satanic in nature. And this is this is Kanye West saying something positive about Hitler. Listening to the the way that was read, it's like man, that was the most creative thing I ever heard the devil come up with. Because usually, we don't, he's really not really creative. He just does the opposite of what God does. And I'm like, okay, well devil, that, that was, because he was reading it. I'm like, oh, that sounds like all plausible and all that good stuff. But But when you look at the scripture, we know what time is. Time is you know created by God the morning and evening you know 24 hours all of that but any deviation away from that you get an antichrist material you get an antichrist neighborhood well well, well let me ask you does that make you, sense
0: well, uh, well I mean I uh, mean I don't know yeah yeah it is it is and I I'm trying to think I understand what you're saying problematic I am and it's it's,
7: it's just it's one Daniel 7:25 it's talking
0: about the little horn again my and problem my problem woman. is this since then since then there's been several different changes to the calendar like like we were saying in the opening tonight the Gregorian calendar is only about 400 years old or so and and you know there was right, a, there's right. a good there's a good period of time there where July and August that that wasn't a thing um the the bible was around for 100 years, uh, I, I don't know no, wait, wait 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 when was July and August uh uh, added, but, this,
7: but there were, there's always been 12 months. When you look at the Old Testament, they had different names for them. You know, the Hebrew calendar is different, but it's still 12 months. Okay. So. All right. I don't know about all all that. You know, in between and all that, but it's always been 12, 12, 12 months, four seasons, 52 weeks.
0: Well. It's e- like, Okay, so then you think you think that it is it is a more divine, divinely balanced thing to have twelve months and everything staying exactly where it is, and anything coming along seeking to change it is uh, is is a force that um, that should be very very skeptical. We should be skeptical
1: of.
7: I just I just read it in the book. I didn't write the book, so when you look at Daniel seven twenty five. And you see that's what the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist has, is will doing and he's doing and has tried to do in times past and he will continue to do that's it's in there. we know the playbook. you see what somebody do it, it's like, oh, you know where that comes from because gotcha. it's in the scripture the scripture identifies it. So I'm going to use the scripture as a litmus test for everything.
0: Well, well, thank you for the call, my friend. It's good to have you on again.
7: God
0: bless you, St. Francis. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I I hope I can live up to that title one day. I don't think so. Um, here's what I got, because I did not know when it came into effect, but July, July for Julius, that went into effect on January 1st, 45 B.C. The new calendar went into effect on the first day of January, 709 AUC or January 1st, 45 BC, and put an end to the arbitrary and inaccurate nature of the early Roman system. This is from infoplease.com. Could be wrong. The Julian calendar became the predominant calendar throughout throughout Europe for the next 1,600 years until Pope Gregory made further reforms in 1582. Certain countries' institutions, in fact, adhered to this ancient system until well into the 20th century. The Julian calendar was used in Russia until 1917, and in China until 1949. And to this day, the Eastern Orthodox Church adheres to Caesar's calendar. Now, what about August? When was August added? Um... August, after Julius's grandnephew Augustus defeated Mark Antony and Cleopatra, became Emperor of Rome and Roman senator, a uh, Senate decided that he should too have a month named after him. The month Sextilius Sextilus, was chosen for Augustus, and the Senate justified its actions in the following resolution: Whereas the Emperor Augustus Caesar in the month of Sextilus, Thrice entered the city in triumph, and in the name, the same month Egypt was brought under the authority of the Roman people. In the same month, blah blah blah. Now, when did this happen? Not only did the Senate name a month after Augustus, but it decided that since Julius's month, July, uh, July had 31 days, Augustus's month should equal it. Under the Julian calendar, the months alternated every uh, evenly between 30 and 31 days, with the exception of February. Which made august 30 days long So instead of august having a mere 30 days It was lengthened to 31 preventing anyone from claiming that emperor augustus was saddled with an inferior month Now here's the thing that I bring up Problematic just said that you know He went to the book of daniel to talk about Anybody that wants to come around and change time itself. We're talking about the addition of months To the calendar that predate Christianity by people who weren't Christian. So, is that, or is Daniel Old Testament? So I don't know. See, this is this is crazy. It's not going to happen, but it's crazy. It makes your makes your mind go nuts. We're going to do a lot of reading. Let's take another call. Let's take another call. Uh. Hell's all this here we go 413 you're on the air what do you have to say hey 413 you there uh let's see here yo chode are you there chody chody hey chody
4: will somebody talk to me oh shit hey can you hear me can you hear me hello
0: yes i can go right ahead cody
4: All right, there we go. Hey, I just want to chime in real quick just because it's coming up. You know, I I, I sometimes, around this time of year, I kind of go down the the rabbit hole, so to speak, because it's the year of the rabbit. Yeah. And the Chinese, so, uh, you know, they use like a – it's like a month is basically the period. If you're using like the lunar calendar, a month is like the period between new moons. So like – Every few years, they have a year that's 13 months. They call them long years. Okay. I don't know. But my point is that this kind of shit's been going on for a long time. If you kind of ever decide to go, what the hell is the Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year, and you look into it, for years and years and years, they were dicking around with the years between you know, dynasties. And so I don't know, I don't know how much impact it has. Well, you know, it every, doesn't have, every but, once in
0: a while you uh, throw, you throw a regulatory, a regulatory time, uh, a batch of days in there. I mean, we have a leap year that makes up for the 0. 0.25 days that we are always, uh, you know, left with as a remainder every four years. I understand why that's done every four years in, in February, but, mm-hmm. but to this point, on this topic, the one thing I'm in search of desperately is a reason, the reasoning behind the 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 real benefit. Aside from, as Poopy said that there, there's subconscious benefit that we I, I would love to get a little bit more on that. How have we been destroyed by I guess this that's account? a
4: good question, though. Now, How I, have we been destroyed?
0: <laughs> I don't know, because everything... I don't know.
4: You can it's a good question, though. Is, you is know, maybe the, it's just... I, I don't know. I kind of just feel, you don't. Know, you just know when it's spring, you know, you know that it's going to be another month, but like it's like, oh, it's the first day of spring, but you know, it's another month. So I just kind of go by, you know, is when it you like, feel it's spring, when it's summer, you well, know when it is. When you look at all
0: of our, all of our greatest villains in history, uh, yeah. especially after, I don't know, especially after the year 1500, since we're talking about the Gregorian calendar, so, w- yeah. was the Ju- was the Julian calendar uh, all right? There was was the world absent of war and and all that. I mean, humanity is naturally chaotic. For anybody to say that if we just level out the playing field on every you know every set of days and every month and add a new yeah. month at the end, that we are going to re- re- achieve some kind of equilibrium, that is ridiculous utopian thinking. Because I do not think that the cycles of the moon have been have been influencing all of history's greatest villains this entire time. And mm. uh, so, I don't know. It, it just, just something to consider. But uh, well, it's yeah. A,
4: it's also a good way to get your mortgage rates up because then they could calculate the interest based on a 13 month year. So, I mean, you'd be paying more in insurance and stuff for your house and car and stuff. So maybe that's, it could benefit the economy that way. What's your birthday? My birthday? Yeah. May 14th.
0: All right, let's see. April, May fourteenth. I'm
4: a Taurus, the bull, you're the ox. All right, well.
0: Well, May, you're you are now month eleven. <laughs> you are now in month eleven, and May fourteenth shakes out to the thirteenth day on month eleven. Wow.
4: And eleven thirteen.
0: Yeah. Eleven thirteen. Damn.
4: Eleven thirteen. Damn, right. it sounds like my pod number, you know, like all right, eleven thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, your that's your birthday, by the way. Like,
0: the fuck? now you know. Now you know. Eleven thirteen. All right. Thank All you. Right, Cody. Eleven
4: thirteen. What are you? You're like nine four oh, nine twenty eight. I'm, I'm uh, shit. What the hell? I was twenty seven. Nine twenty seven. Nine twenty seven. You're the twenty seventh day of the ninth month.
0: Yep. Nine twenty seven. And you're eleven thirteen. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks well, for the call, birthday. Cody. <laughs> Almost. Thank you,
4: brother. All right. Type. See you later.
0: Later. Uh, by the way, on Monday night. Monday night we have a great thing for you here on the on quitefrankly.tv as we wrap up in the next couple of seconds this is from Abe he says tonight's movie is going to be awesome you have to watch it it's called an american carol And it's Leslie Nielsen-style goofy movie from 2008 that makes fun of radical leftists in a post-9-11 world. The main character is basically a parody of Michael Moore, who hates America and is visited by three patriotic ghosts in his sleep. It's really awesome and still holds up for the most part all these years later. A badass pro-America comedy I never heard of until recently, but seriously, this movie is pretty much predicted the future it's uncanny at times there's a bit of right-wing rhino propaganda in there though which is probably how they got away with it in the first place so that's what was going to be on quite TV for mystery movie monday no mystery there but still it's a movie it's a movie let's take one more call 620 you're on the air who's this hey frank this is Sheena. who's this can you hear me frank yeah i can hear you now who's this this
5: is Shannon. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thanks, Frank. Man, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. it's, well, uh, it's an honor. Um, hey, um, I, I think this uh, this Gregorian or this uh, this new calendar, um, it, it wouldn't work in America for one reason. I mean, look at look at uh, we, we've been people have been fighting to get us on the metric system for forty years, and no American wants that. You know, nobody's got time to learn that stuff. Um, oh. and, and I agree with you. It's a uh, It it, it's just gonna sow confusion, and and I really believe like that one caller said, it it could have something to do with the WEF. Um, You know, when you were going through that PDF, it looked a lot like some of the WEF stuff on their website. It's very it's a a, it's explained.
0: Shannon, it's very agenda 2030. At least, and I don't, I don't know. And as to, as Poopy said, Poopy seemed a little bit bewildered as to why I spent so much time on this particular PDF. Maybe there are other other groups that are are taking a little bit more of a pragmatic view or a pragmatic route in pitching this switch. But the one we read tonight was, I don't know, that just that just it just reeked.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, it was it was so ambiguous that that. It it obviously is trying to sow confusion and and chaos, and it isn't, is isn't that isn't that one of the one of the main um, agendas of the Marxist uh, playbook is sow confusion into the society.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and pull people away so, from everything so that they were they uh, were they were steady with for
5: sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, Frank, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking my call and. uh Happy New Year to you, Lauren and Aurora.
0: Well, hey, you know, Shannon, I'm adding you over here on the Skype. I'm glad that you finally, I'm glad that you finally uh, called in Is and that you a got.
2: Call? Oh
0: yeah. well do, hey, do do it more often. It's a new year. Do things differently, my friend. And 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 you you got a great voice, and you were very clear with what you wanted to say. That uh, that makes for a good call. Nice little exchange. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Frank.
0: Good All night. right. Take care. All right. So listen, for those of you who are wondering, well, what would my birthday be? I just put it in the Discord, and I also put it on the Quite Frankly uh, Telegram. You can find links to both of those places in the description underneath this episode or on the About page on quitefrankly.tv, which you can go and easily explore. Once you go there and enjoy tonight's extended programming on quitefrankly.tv, I'll be looking for your Emails, here's a couple more responses from the Twitter because I'm sure that people will call in at different times during the week, and maybe I'll even ask Timothy Albarino if we have any time with him. Uh, T.L. Spud says the Jewish calendar adds a 13th month as a leap month, seven out of of every 19 years. So so there you go, Jewish calendar and the Chinese, they do something similar, I guess. Uh, Let's see here. One person seems to be in favor of this, says D excited, says, Frank, this is a short video that will give some answers and how it used to be. They have changed it to get us off our innate rhythm. There is so much out there that I've researched. This gives a quick insight, but goes much deeper. I'll take a look at that after we're done here. That's on the thread that I started on Twitter today. I'll take a look at that later on, and maybe I'll be able to come back to you with something else at a later time. Let's see here. Frank, September 7th, October 8th, November 9th, December 10th. You should speak about that too, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Sept Oct Nov Dece. DECA. For sure. Harold Wren thinks it's weird. They should have never changed it, said Sue from U.S. Air Force. So, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I hope that you guys... And gals can jump in and uh, and research a little bit more. Send me your emails. I'd love to know what you're thinking. And that's all I have for you this week. Thanks again to Robert Phoenix for coming on. I have a, I had a few people write in to me, but I'll I'll keep that for tomorrow when we have a little bit more time. It's a short show tomorrow. I think I'm just keeping... Uh, we'll see what we do. Anyway, I'll be going live. Same time right here. You guys... and Oh, sorry. Le- no, hold on. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anybody on Rumble. Oh, yeah, we got a couple on Rumble here. I got to say something. Hold on. Valsky says, Frank, working in the banking industry, I can't even imagine the upheaval. As far as accrual calculations would go, it would be nightmare fuel. There you go. There's a little bit more banking, shipping. It would just take so long to get people uh, used to it, and then I feel like it's so much chaos would ensue along the way that that it it would have to all go back that if there was going to be a major change to the calendar it would have had to happen glo- globally back in the 15th century the time like that um not that it wouldn't still be chaotic i should read into it what what was what was going on around the world during the gregorian when we switched to gregorian calendar Agree that cacao is extraordinary. I was reluctant to purchase it, health chocolate, but at Christmas we ordered some for gifts. OMG, it melts in the palate quite delicately. It's great. Thank you so much, Larkstar. It's great to have you out there and everybody else. Enjoy your evening and uh, and keep in touch. Let me know what you think about tonight's show. Tomorrow is another day. Goodbye.
1: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly is film before a live studio audience and now our super chatters starting with Leasebreaker, breaker stow stube doc keck kt sky d and michelle oh i am so sorry to everybody on Rockfin. Uh, i mean on uh, foxhole right now i completely miss all these gold pills but i'm going to get around to them i just want to thank swickly Corey james chai possum boys block strong joe paulie9363 annie oakley Jay Jewel, peppy wujek Witchy Poo 22 and River Pike. At least I got your names in. Maybe we can get to your messages tomorrow. I will see you in the chat room on QuiteFrankly.tv for the Monday Night After Hours programming. Take care.